Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Consider your ways, oh yeah Go up to the mountain And bring the wood and build the house of God I will take pleasure I'll be glorified in it This is my will for you Oh child I will build my house upon this rock The gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven What you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah? And build the house of God I will build your house I will build your church I will be like Nehemiah And build the house of God I will build your house Whoa, 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 whoa. I will build your house Oh yeah Earning wages to put in a bag of holes Searching for much but getting so very little You have sown much but reap so little Because of my house that lieth waste you dwell in your own house, but my house is not built. This is the time to build my house. Oh, child, I will build my house upon this rock. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah And build the house of God? I will build your house I will build your church 
I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God. I will build your house. Whoa, 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 whoa. I will build your house. Building, 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 build the house of God. Building, 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 build the church of God, yeah. Like Ezra, Nehemiah, and in the days of Zechariah, and just like Zerubbabel, we'll be building your house, Lord. Oh, yeah. I will build your house, Lord. Oh. I will build your house upon this rock The gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven And what you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah? Will you build the house of God? I will build your house. I will build your church. I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God. I will build your house. Whoa, 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 whoa. I will build your house. Building, 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 build the house of God. Building, 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 build the church of God, yeah. Like Ezra, Nehemiah, and in the days of Zechariah, and just like Zerubbabel, we'll be building your house, Lord. upon this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven what you bind on earth is bound in heaven will you build my church will you build my house will you be like Nehemiah and build the house of God I will build your church I will build your house I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God I will build your house whoa 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 Hallelujah. It's such a blessing to be with you this morning once again on um, the Seed Conference. What a blessing. What an honor. What a privilege to have you invite me and to welcome me into your homes, into your offices, onto your phones, onto your 
tablet onto your television screens all over the world i want to thank you for joining and for tuning and for logging in um onto the seed conferences that we've been having what a blessing i want to thank you very much for welcoming me once again hallelujah well um today we're doing something exciting i'm sure you can see we are um, in our new studio uh, what a blessing what a blessing god god is taking us from glory to glory hallelujah and um as we're going higher you also are going to go higher in the name of jesus amen i thank god for giving us this beautiful studio um and we give him all the glory and i want to thank and acknowledge um the person who helped us to get it done may god bless you and reward you in your own business and all that you are doing also as you have loved his church and built a beautiful um, studio for him may god also give you the desires of your heart in jesus name amen before we also continue i want to say that today we are running a beautiful uh, blessing for you anyone who comments during the um, live program once you come on you are live just let us know by sending your email address and we will send you a free ebook by bishop dag heward mills amen everybody who comments everybody who who comes on to the show you are watching live you know just write your email address and your country and it's only valid for those who um do it during the live show as soon as the live show ends it is over it's 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 to thank you and it is to reward you and to say thank you for watching the seed conference so also call a pastor friend of yours to join in send his um email address and the country he's watching from yesterday we had so many people from italy i think italy won yesterday amen i don't know what country is going to win today in the name of jesus let us pray our father in heaven we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for making it possible for us to be here to share your word and to hear your words this morning we pray that the entrance of your word will bring light illumination understanding and strength into our lives your word says that wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation so i pray in the name of jesus that the wisdom and the knowledge we are receiving now will bring strength your word also says that by wisdom is a house built by understanding it is established and by knowledge its rooms are filled with all good and precious things as we hear your word help us to become good shepherds knowledgeable shepherds whose house the house of god you've given to us are full of souls in jesus name amen, amen. we're jumping straight into the word of god into the teaching holy spirit thank you for this opportunity in jesus name amen, amen. ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 whatsoever thy hand findeth to do do it with all thy might whatsoever thy hand finds to do do it with all thy might not some of thy might but all thy might this morning i want to share with you about how to be a good shepherd or how to be a good pastor or how to be a good bishop 
or how to be a good apostle or prophet or evangelist or pastor or teacher amen because in every profession there are good ones and bad ones among the politicians there are good politicians and bad politicians i don't know whether there are more good ones than bad ones or more bad ones than good ones your guess is as good as mine among doctors there are good doctors and there are bad doctors among lawyers there are good lawyers and bad lawyers and among pastors there are also good pastors and bad pastors but i pray that you will be one of the good pastors in the name of jesus amen 12 signs of a good shepherd or a good pastor you know and i'm sharing this with you because you know like i kept on saying right from some weeks ago prophetically the morning has come you know and um this coronavirus thing is ended it's, it's come to an end you can see i prophesied i said immediately after easter everything will begin to go down it will disappear and that's exactly what is happening now the morning is coming the dawn is upon us sun is about to rise what what will you do dear pastor you know during the pandemic when churches were closed you could give an excuse that um because you cannot meet with your members that's why your attendance has dropped but now churches are going to be open soon and all over the world you know things are are beginning to normalize you know and so you must be prepared for the harvest that god has destined and prophesied and intended should come to your church and one of the things that is going to happen is that those who are good shepherds like the bible says in daniel those who know their god shall watch strong and do exploits god is going to bless the good shepherds with a mighty harvest of souls you know many years ago maybe maybe somewhere in 2003 you know god spoke to me and god asked me a question he said if you were a parent and you had children would you give it to somebody who would take good care of them or somebody who would not take good care of them you know and god was showing me that the reason why some churches grow and some churches do not grow is because those who are good pastors he gives them more of his children to take care of them it's very simple we are all the children of god and the truth is there 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 is no pastor who died for you yeah there there is no pastor who is the savior of your soul it is jesus and the bible says that we are the we are joint heirs of salvation he is the son of god and we are his brothers so we are also the children of god and so god also gives his precious children to those who will take good care of them so all that you need to do is to make yourself a good shepherd a good pastor and your church will grow god will give you more of his children for you to take care of amen, amen. and of course as christians as pastors the bible is our guide we we um, only believe what the bible says so i want us to go straight into the bible for the bible to tell us who a good pastor is we cannot define who a good pastor is by the standards of the world you know i remember many years ago um someone who was close to me and he used to criticize he used to go to a church and he used to say that his pastor was the best pastor and um i used to read in the newspapers people would be criticizing bishop dag he was no sense that oh why doesn't he do a lot of things that are outside of the church and so many things you read in the newspapers then a particular pastor got into a problem and to my greatest shock 
the same newspapers now began to say that this pastor should have been concentrating on the gospel like Bishop Dyke was not has been concentrating on the gospel. I was shocked at the U at the U ten. You see, but that is why the Bible says that Jesus did not commit himself unto men, for he knew what was in man and needed not that man should testify of him, for he knew what was in man. The more mature you become spiritually, the less you will take your affirmation from men. Who will change their minds about you tomorrow? So I want us to go to the foundation for all that we do, which is the word of God, for the word of God to define to us what and who a good pastor is, so that we would realign and align and correct our way of pastoring to align to the word of God. Hallelujah. Apostle Samuel Kwetu, thank you very much for joining us once again. God bless you. I'm always honored and humbled when I see you join. Lorena Mills, God bless you for joining as well. All over the world, you know, you are blessed. Thank you for joining. Number one, a good shepherd leads his sheep. Wow. You know, the first job of a pastor is to be a leader. That's his first job. How do I know that? The Bible says in Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me. He leads me. That's the first sign of a good pastor. He leads me. You see, you, you cannot be a good pastor if you are not a good leader. Because, you see, you, you are meant to lead your sheep to somewhere good. To green pastures and to still waters. And that is why it is important for you as a pastor to learn everything you can about leadership. Because without being a good leader, you are going nowhere. And everybody wants to follow somebody who is taking them to a good place. Amen. I can see that the Indians are joining Pastor Abhishek. You are welcome. Julia Jarvis, you are welcome. Wow. William Bishop William Corris from Cape Town, South Africa. South Africa, you are welcome. Listen, if you cannot lead your sheep to a good place, you have no business being a pastor. You know, some 32 years ago, Bishop Daguiwadnil started his church with five of his friends, you know, and he has led them, led them to a place where it's now become a worldwide denomination with over 4,000 branches in 96 countries. You see, that is the reason why when the Bible said the followers of those who through faith and patience inherit their promise, I keep saying that Bishop Daguiwadnil's and his ministry is a good lesson for you to learn from and to follow. It's all about leadership. Jesus came to lead us to salvation. He came to lead us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And if you are a good pastor who God is going to entrust with a lot of his sheep, then you also must learn everything you can about leadership. And there are many books that Bishop Dagwood Mills has written about leadership. There's um, the art of leadership. Wonderful book. There's a good general. Wonderful book. How to be as wise as a serpent. Wonderful book on leadership. Look, learn how to be a good leader and learn everything you can about leadership so that God will entrust you and you will lead your people to a good place. Let us face it. Why do Africans want to travel to America? Whereas there's more evil and murder in America more than in Africa. It is not a problem of um, sleep or food. You are, you, you are more likely to eat in Africa than in America. You see, the reason why Africans leave Africa for America and Europe has to do with leadership. There's, there's 
it's really a death of leadership of good leadership in africa and europe america have good leaders see how do you know who a good leader is very easy very simple look at the state and the condition of its followers don't look at his state look at the state of those who follow him how well they've done you go to a country like germany you will be surprised that the rubbish collector drives a mercedes benz he will park his benz go and collect rubbish come back and drive his benz back home the rubbish collector owns a story building how that's his house you see in a place where the leadership is developed nobody is disadvantaged <laughs> let me give you an example that comes to mind you see during the coronavirus pandemic when it started you know it started from china then to europe then to america and africa was last good so when it started they saw that no in the advanced countries they are able to lock down their citizens nobody should go out china is also a very poor country they locked down their citizens but they were quite successful europe locked down their citizens successful america locked down their citizens successful now africa also contemplated locking down their citizens and they found out that look the lockdown cannot work in africa because there are no social security structures in africa if you don't work you don't eat it's as simple as that but in america i mean donald trump is sending one thousand two hundred dollars to every american citizen to help them because though they've lost their job in in africa if you lose your job too bad <laughs> too bad who who are you going to for money in africa there's nobody giving you money because you've lost your job but in the more advanced and developed countries where you lose your job the state steps in to help because of the kind of leadership they have not the kind of blood that runs through their veins the kind of leadership they have so that is why look the reason why ghana lifted its lockdown quickly is not because it is the best led country in the world the president saw that look the lockdown it cannot work here the people will not eat they'll die and soon they will rebel and the fact is nobody was locking down in ghana yeah, so let's just accept what the reality is it is a problem of leadership and if you are also a pastor and a good leader more people will join your church because of your leadership just just as more people are leaving africa to go to america more people will leave to join your church because we're a good leader hmm. amen. amen number two a good shepherd knows his sheep by name john chapter 10 verse 3 he calls his own sheep by name he calls his own sheep by name pastor beatrice from uganda god bless you for joining and all the other people you know like i said please remember once you are on send your email address and your country and we'll send you a free book only your email address and your country you receive an email in six hours with a free ebook by bishop dark mills hallelujah so get a friend to get a friend to log on to get your free book you'll be blessed by it listen throughout the bible god always calls us by name when he went to see adam in the garden genesis he said adam where are you when he went to visit abraham 
he said your name i'm even changing your name i know that your name is abram but i'm changing it to abraham wow, wow. when cain killed abel he went to Cain and said cain where is your brother abel if god is calling us by name why you as a pastor of a small church can you not know the names of your members and call them god has eight billion of us yet he knows everybody by name if you are also going to walk in the good shepherd anointing you should also know your members by name make an effort try hard be diligent about it look everybody is happy when an important person mentions their name and when they realize that an important person knows them by name wow everybody feels important and look your church members also want to feel important so call them by name amen number three a good shepherd is known by his sheep it is not important for you to know your sheep by name you should also open up your life and let your sheep know you let your members know you you see everybody is afraid of a mystery <laughs> nobody likes to go into a dark room as soon as we enter a dark room the first thing we do is to put on the light nobody likes to operate in darkness your members also will be more comfortable and they'll be more loyal they'll be more relaxed with you when there are no mysteries around you amen so open up your life listen it is not for nothing that the bible says that when jesus came his the last thing that happened in his earthly ministry was for the veil or the curtain in the temple to be rent into two so that now we have access to look in to the holy of holies amen if jesus has opened up heaven to us to see into you as a pastor also open up your life for your people to see into i'm not saying bring your church members into your bedroom that is not what i'm saying i'm saying let your members know you let there not be any mysteries about you they should know you they should know if you are happy if you are sad about something they should know how you earn your money where you go what you do i mean there are some basic things about you they should know amen if you are not married they should know why you are 34 years and you are not married don't say i'm waiting on god no you should say that look i was in a relationship i was going to get married but she broke my heart simple they will be more comfortable with you amen than to be watching you and say that mm, why is he not married you see try to reduce the mysteries that are around you and you find yourself gaining more and more shit because you see you should understand that the world is suspicious and skeptical and cynical against pastors because they say that many pastors are involved in dubious dark activities so the more you can let your members know that look there are very few secrets with me the better it will be for you amen sometimes you even invite you know what one of the things i love doing is that those who are close to me in the church i i invite them to my house come for lunch sit down there is no secret in my house come sit down eat let's let's be happy amen <laughs> number four a good pastor a good shepherd stays with the sheep hallelujah john chapter 10 verse 13 the hireling flees because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep if you read it in some of the other versions of the bible say that and the hireling runs away because he does not care for the sheep because the sheep are not his he is only in need for the money wow. 
he is only in it for the money so he does not stay with the sheep but what did the bible say in psalm 27 verse 4 he said one thing have i desired from the lord and that will i seek after that i may dwell i may stay i may abide i may live in the house of the lord if you are a good pastor be happy be content be comfortable be eager be earnest be be joyful about staying in the house of the lord where the sheep are where the members are don't be too quick to leave the church as soon as the church service ends you sit in your car you go no that is not how to be a good pastor that is being a president when when there's a state function the president is the first to leave you know when i was in gambia as a missionary i was invited one day to a a state function where the president was coming and when the invitation card was given to me i was shocked that such protocols exist but they said the program was started at 10 o'clock they said by nine o'clock the general public should be seated at 9 10 this group of people will come at 9 15 this group of people will come at 9 30 the members of parliament will come 9 40 chief justice 9 50 vice president and at 10 o'clock the president will, will arrive the president arrived last and just before he arrived they brought a special chair and put it on the wow. days now to leave was also the same at this time the president of the republic would leave then the vice president the, see the president when, when you are presidential you are the first you are the last to arrive and the first to leave that's being a president but if you are a shepherd you are the first to arrive and the last to leave there is a saying that it is the captain of the ship who will leave the ship last amen and if you are a shepherd you should be the first to arrive to make sure that everything is in order for the sheep you see the job of the shepherd is to care for is to care the job of a pastor is that you care for the sheep body soul spirit body soul spirit jesus only didn't come to heal our souls he also came to take care of our bodies that is why he healed that of our physical sicknesses as well amen Amen. and when he went to mary and martha's house there was a problem between the sisters the girls were quarreling as usual (laughs) mary came to tell him that martha is not martha came to tell jesus went to report mary to jesus jesus my sister is lazy she doesn't like to cook she doesn't like to clean she doesn't like to bath hey jesus talk talk to my sister (laughs) she doesn't behave well in the house and jesus had to solve the quarreling between the sisters he didn't just come to solve our spiritual problems and if you are also a pastor you're going to be a good pastor you should also understand that there are other problems the the pastor's job is the total care total care of the sheep that is why in this pandemic all good pastors are also trying to give some kind of social support to their members amen Amen. are you there number five a good shepherd knows his sheep a good shepherd knows his sheep he knows who they are john chapter 10 verse 14 you must know this the total and general state of your sheep total and general state of your sheep are they happy 
Are they married? Do they have jobs? Do they have children? Why don't they have children? What are they doing about their lack of having children? Are they happy in their marriages? Are they passing their exams? Are they in relationships? Why are you 32 years and you are not married? In our church, one of the most common questions we ask is, are you happy? Is there joy? Is there happiness? Yeah. You should ask the sheep. Is everything okay? Okay, everything? Happy? Everything? Okay. You should ask the sheep. It is not only about give offerings. It is not only about give offerings. Bring money. Give offerings. Why haven't you paid your tithe? That's a vampire shepherd. That's a, a sheep eating shepherd. Yes. <laughs> you see, and the world has seen through pastors. We, recently, I saw something on um, the internet and they said, when Jesus came, he came to feed the 5,000. But today, the 5,000 are feeding the shepherd. <laughs> hey! They said, the days of Jesus, the pastor was feeding 5,000. But in today's world, the 5,000 are feeding the one pastor. <laughs> Forgive. Number six. A good shepherd is known. Yes. It should not be a mystery figure. Nobody likes a mystery. See, Whenever we see a mystery, we try to unravel it and find the solutions. Amen. Amen. Open up your life. Use yourself as an example. Yeah. Not only of good things, but when you fail or some sadness comes, you want to use yourself. Yeah. When I'm counseling people and whatever they are going through, I've also been through it. I use my life as an example, you know, and sometimes they are shocked that what they are going through, you've been through worse. There's something called that we may experience the fellowship of his sufferings. You see, pastor, understand something that as your members are looking at you, they think you are perfect, they think you are not like them. They think you are next to God. You are like God's assistant or assistant God. Uh-huh. That you are not living in the practical world that they are living in. That you don't experience what they experience because you are not telling them the truth. But when they go through a terrible crisis and when they come and sit down, you ask them, what is the problem? And when they finish speaking and they are crying, say, no, you see, this problem you have, I went through this problem 10 years ago. Yes. You have gone to stage five, but I went to stage eight. I've been to three more stages that you've not been to, so cool down. And when I was in your situation, this is what I did, this is what I did, and this is how I came out of it. So open your You. <laughs> One day I had a couple like that, they came to my office, and as I was counseling them, um, I told them how I had been through that problem. 
and they were telling that so we have to do this we have and i said what you are describing i have done all plus that then then i told them there are two more that i've done that you have not done they said apostle then the man did it sound like apostle you you i said yes look a lot of the time when the sheep see that their shepherd has been in their situation it may not even solve the problem but it calms them down the problem may not even solve but the fact that they can see that their shepherd can identify with them it just calms them down the truth is not all problems will be solved like sick sicknesses some sicknesses cannot be cured but they can be managed amen so don't be secretive it will it will even make your sheep go away from you we all like to fellowship with people who have suffered like we have suffered that is why when you write an exam and you fail the first thing you want to do is to find out who else failed <laughs> who else who else <laughs> hallelujah Daniel sings may God bless you watching all the way from America wow Christian males empowered please remember again just send an e- your email and your country we are sending you a free ebook different from what we sent yesterday a, a new ebook for today number seven a good shepherd a good pastor he keeps the church family together john 10 12 a good shepherd keeps the church family together john chapter 10 verse 12 but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not sees the wolf coming the wolf has no camel he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches them and scatters them look the church is like Noah's ark or the church is even a form of Noah's ark there are all kinds of animals in the ark who are contrary to the other think about Noah the lion and the sheep were all in the ark together Noah's shepherdorial skills now had to keep the lion alive at the end of the 40 days the sheep also alive at the end of the 40 days the cat and the rat were all in the ark the rats will come to Noah and say Noah when the cat was passing in front of my room this morning he looked at me and did meow but the way he did the meow I knew it was not with a friendly voice Noah, please intervene. I didn't like it. And the cat will say, Look, so can't I say meow again? And the rat will tell Noah that Noah, I'm telling you, I could feel it in his voice. <laughs> and it is nowhere's job to keep the cat happy, the rat happy, to keep the lion happy, the cow happy, all in the act. In the same way. If you are going to be a good pastor successfully used by god you must be able to keep the whole church family together in peace the employer who has not paid the employee are all in your church <laughs> yes 
sometimes you would even be surprised that two girls are fighting over one brother in the church how would you manage such a crisis I think I'm going to be a good father. At the end of the day, everybody must still remain in the house. Look, like Bishop teaches us, a good pastor is like a zookeeper. <laughs> there are all kinds of animals in the zoo. But at the end, all the animals must be alive. Amen. Amen. And that is where, once again, your leadership skills will be called into question. Amen. Amen. Because, you see, you might be able to keep enemies at bay. Think about it. Look, look in the world, which is like God's church. Believers and unbelievers are all together. And God has found a way of keeping everybody alive on earth. As a pastor too, you must deploy all wisdom skills. That is why your people handling skills as a pastor is extremely important. Amen. That you don't drive people away from your church because of hurts and offenses because jesus promised us that brother will be against brother but it doesn't mean they should kill each other amen and i see god turning you into a good shepherd in the name of jesus amen edwin kotoka i think we need your country just not just your email your country as well sophia delas you are blessed pascal watching from bukavu drc oh, pastor kalupa pastor kalupa god bless you for watching number eight a good pastor notices the problems wow. of his sheep look there is nobody on earth who doesn't have problems yes, even jesus he had problems yeah. yes he had problems with the pharisee problems with the sadducees problems of judas problems of peter problems all kinds of problems mary and martha were fighting paul had problems judia and sintiche were fighting paul had problems they wanted to kill him all the time one one day they stoned him and they even left him for dead there's nobody who has not had problems peter has problems if these great men had problems then your sheep will also have problems amen john 10 12 bible says he sees the wolf coming the wolf is a typology of the problems of your sheep what are their problems and you should understand that the problems of your sheep will be different from your problems so what may not be a problem for you may be a problem for the sheep so if you are going to be a good shepherd you should notice them and solve them hallelujah some of the problems include problems of divorce yeah divorce is a big wolf that comes problems of breaking up of relationships problems of losing their jobs especially in this season of the uh, coronavirus <sighs> many of your members are going through financial hardships pastor open your eyes and stop burying your head in your hole yes many of your church members are going through financial crisis stop pretending like we live in heaven we are still on earth you know in our own church we realized that our church income had gone down and i was given the um, responsibility to call all those who had not paid their tithe and to check up on them and you know i said i'll do it from a pastoral point of view you see you cannot 
call people in the midst of a pandemic and say, hey, you didn't pay your tithe last month. Where, where, where is the tithe? Where Look, is that is a vampire. That is a vampire. Yeah, that's a vampire. So I'd call them, talk to them, how is life? Is everything okay? Are you happy? How is your family? How is your wife? How are your children? So are you at home? Are you going to work? What is going on in your life? And after talking for a while, say, look, we realized that last month you didn't pay your tithe. So I'm calling on behalf of the church to see if you have any financial problem that we can help you with. Maybe you are going through a crisis. And so that's why we noticed you pay your tithe all the time, but you missed it last month. Is everything okay with you? We would, would like to help if there's any, oh, and to just come alive. I say, oh, no. Many of them would say, I have not been paid. That's why I haven't paid my tithe. Or I was just giving half of my salary and there was no food in the house. Pastor, don't you care? Don't you care? Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus pay his tithe? The answer is no. I'm telling you, Jesus never paid tithe. Maybe read your Bible well. Jesus didn't pay tithe. <laughs> that story about the fish with the coin in their mouth. Look, don't get me wrong. I've been paying my tithe since 1998, February 1998. I look, I look. I believe in tithing more than you who is watching me. But we must take the Bible in its totality and speak the truth. They asked Jesus, Peter, sorry, does your master pay tithe? He said, yes. Then Peter went home. You see, loyalty and true loyalty, you you don't wait to know the facts before you you defend your leader. Truly loyal, you defend your leader automatically. Then you go and find out the facts later on. So when they asked Peter, does your master pay tithe? He said, yes, of course. Never ask me such a stupid question again. He, he is Jesus who walks on water. He pays tithe. Yes. So when Peter went home, he went to ask Jesus, please, do you pay tithe? And Jesus said, no. <laughs> Read your Bible. Jesus said, no. <laughs> then Peter, Peter opened his mouth. Oh. Then, then Jesus told him, look, in order not to offend him, you go to the sea catch a fish. You see money in the fish and then go and pay tithe for us. Jesus didn't pay tithe. Jesus even had who do men take custom from? Their citizens or their children? They say, oh, they don't take tithe from children. <laughs> Stop being a vampire pastor. Don't only think of what you are getting from your members. Think of how you can help them also. If a man is dying, should he pay tight and die? Don't only think of money. Also think of how you can help them and be concerned about them. I'm telling you, this is how to be a good pastor. I was shocked. I mean, as I called them, many of them who hadn't even paid their tithe, oh, please, we will pay tomorrow. I never called to ask them, please, why have you not paid your tithe? Please pay. I'm reminded, no. I said, we, we are calling to see if you are in a problem. Which is why you haven't paid your tithe. That is different from calling to say, please, you have not paid. So we are calling to find out that when are you going to pay? Hey, when are you paid? If he has not paid his tithe, or if he has not been paid his salary, how can he pay his tithe? 
first of all, ask him how his state is. Before now going to inquire about the money he's supposed to give you. That is how to be a good shepherd. Be concerned about the problems of your sheep. Number nine. Florine, all the way from Congo. I can see you watching. Send your email address and your country for a free ebook. Number nine. A good pastor delivers his sheep from captivity. Wow. David was the quintessential pastor. In fact, when, when he died, he was called the shepherd of Israel. Wow. <laughs> Not the king of Israel. The shepherd of Israel. He is the one who said, when the lion came after my sheep, I ran after the lion. Can you imagine it? But who, who chases a lion? Even a dog. You won't chase a dog. He said, I saw my sheep in the mouth of a lion. I ran after it. And I smote it. That means I hit it. Look, I say, I know what happened. When David hit the lion, the lion said, ah, since I was born, nobody has hit me before. So he turned to see what was going on. And he saw David. And the lion said, ah, what is going on here? So he said, look, let me just finish this guy too in addition to the sheep. And the Bible said, and when he rose up against him, I caught it by the beard and smote it. Look, God is tired of weak pastors who are afraid of the devil. Ah, but God wants you to go and deliver your sheep from the devil. You are now running away from the devil. What is wrong with you? You don't cast out devils. You are a fake pastor. You don't cast out devils. You are fake. You are not real. You only preach. You are not real. Casting out devils is part of the gospel. The members are in captivity. Deliver them. Demons have overrun their lives. Deliver them. There is nobody God created that is left for the devil. Pray. Burn the devil. That's why he says he anoints them with oil. You see, when you in the life of the natural shepherd, when you anoint the sheep with oil, the oil drives away the flies. Flies are a symbol of demons. Belzebub, that name Belzebub in Luke, in the New Testament, Belzebub means lord of the flies that is why one of the things that you notice in even dirty countries is that when you enter churches churches are usually clean naturally clean in most i mean comparatively churches are the cleanest in most countries churches there's other even in disorganized countries you see that in the church they try a bit more than the rest of the country because Belzebub is lord of the flies and you fly and you find flies in rubbish and dirty places so when the oil is rubbed on the sheep it drives flies away which is the sign of driving evil spirits away pray for your members deliver them from the devil god will give you more members when you do that number 10 a good shepherd wants to have more sheep Jesus said, John chapter 10, verse 16, he said, other sheep I have, 
which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring in. You see, look, if you are a good shepherd, you'll be interested in having more. Say more. more. Because you see, the Bible says the glory of the king is in the multitude of the people. The more the people, the more the glory. The more the sheep, the more the glory. And so you work hard to make your sheep reproduce. Remember, shepherd doesn't bring forth sheep. It is sheep that give birth to sheep. I'll say it again. A shepherd is a human being. Sheep is a what? A sheep. <laughs> is it a sheep? A sheep? Uh-huh. So if you want more sheep, it is the duty of the shepherd to feed the sheep in such a way that they will bring forth more sheep. You see, I'll show you. There is a saying that people join the church because of the pastor, but they stay in the church because of the relationships they develop in the church. Yes. If you want to have a lot of sheep, dear pastor, you must train your sheep to become fruitful. Because it is the sheep that will bring forth more sheep. And that is why one of the areas you'll be very concerned about is their marriages. There's this book here, Model Marriage. Look, it is probably the best marriage counseling book being used all over the world. Translated into most marriages from Asia to Chile, Paraguay, Brazil, Suriname, Trinidad and Tobago, all over the place. It is used to help the sheep have good marriages. There's another one. That one is for pastors. Marriages. <laughs> pastors' marriages. Because pastors' marriages is, is different from church members' marriage. Hey! This one. The beauty, the beast, and the pastor. In French, it is la belle, la bête et le pasteur. <laughs> and in Portuguese, it's la bera, la fera et le pastora. This one is for pastors' marriages. Pastors' marriages is um, pastors' marriages. But this one is for the sheep's marriages. Amen. Look, if you're going to be a good pastor, you must be excellent at marriage counseling. Your sheep will love you. Because you see, Marriage is where they live their lives from. You can't get away from it. They go to work from their marriage. They come back home to their marriage. They come to church from their marriage. They return home to their marriages. They go to the market from their marriage. They return back home from the market. They go for visitation from their marriage. So their marriage is where their lives, like the pivot of their lives. So don't be blinded to the realities of having a happy marriage. Of your sheep. Yeah. I concentrate on making sure that those I pastor, the closer they are, have excellent marriages. When they finish their six months marriage counseling from this book, then I start my own marriage counseling with them. Oh, yes. From how to do their wedding night, I take them on another advanced PhD. PhD. Oh, yes. Because, you know, 
there are things that are in their letter then there are other things that are in the spirit of the letter it's true we've developed so many things that help people to overcome the fears of marriage and so the best marriages i've seen are from the marriages that are close to me yeah that one i cannot lie at all i teach them how to be good wives and good husbands the best husbands i know are my sons in the ministry oh yes you should see their wives very happy the best wives i also know are my daughters in the ministry i teach them to be good wives and the starting point is submission starting point for any good marriage is submission to your husband the bible says that every wife should be subject to her own husband yes you know i was reading a book by bishop dagwood mills those who honor you and he was saying in the book you know that's where i learned it from ah it's here he was saying in the book i learned it in the book he said that when you see a wife who will not do what her husband says but will do what her pastor says it's a sign that she honors her pastor but not her husband and when i read it i said wow so i began to train wives look never see me as more important than your husband what betide you if your husband comes to say anything i say look and you know the wives around me i train them i teach them i said don't even try to come and report your husband to me that he has done something wrong before you come i want you to know that your husband is right and you are wrong before you before you step out of the house know know that my mind is you are wrong and by the time i finish judging the case you will be wrong and i can tell you that in all my 20 years or so of being a pastor i have never once maybe you have but i can talk from my experience alone i've never once judged a case where husband is wrong and wife is right never wow. i'm talking for myself please <laughs> yes don't argue with me don't quarrel with me i can only say from my experience it's true and i've learned that as i have in, I've instilled the honor of husbands oh their wives are happier you see the bible said that wives are deceived by the devil that's the standard okay. and so what happens is the wife wants to be happy but she thinks that by trying to draw happiness from the husband like an injection it will bring happiness but recently i saw some wives discussing how to be a how to how to have happy marriages they and their husbands were on the same group but the wife spoke the whole day not one husband said one word and i was observing i said yeah there's nothing new under the sun the bible said that you desire but you have not you desire but you have not because you do it amiss you are going about it the wrong way that is why you don't have it yeah start by humbling yourself to your husband in spirit and in truth oh i met a wife like that very proud so i went on a quest to pummel her to submission to her husband Eesh. i made her hate me i told her husband please stand aside when you go home be nice don't say anything i'll fight all the fight i'll do it for you Eesh. what i did to her i took her through a male and a grill but by the time we finished she told me she said pastor you won't believe what happened today i said what happened she said it was christmas time i'm sure she is watching 
she said, you know, one day I asked her in public, do you love me? She looked at me, she said, hmm. <laughs> in public, I asked her, do, do you love me? She looked at me, hmm. <laughs> but later on, this is her testimony, she said, today I went to the shop with my husband to buy a Christmas dress. And when we went to the shop, I saw several dresses. And I couldn't decide on which one to buy. We went to the shop to buy one dress for Christmas Day. Finally, there were two dresses we couldn't decide on. So I was asking my husband, so which of them does he think I should choose? Then he said, look, if you cannot decide, then I'll pay for both. Wow! Wow! She told me it has never happened before. If it's one dress you want, it's one dress you are having. But after she became humble, after she became humble, anything she wanted, her husband would do it for her. It's true. And they are so happy in their marriage. Anything she wants, she gets it. But before, it was not like that. You see, like everything else in life, the way up is the way down. Dear wife, if you are watching me, well, it is your pride that is leading you to have an unhappy. And let me share revelation with you before we close. You see, in the Garden of Eden, Apostle Victoria, God bless you for watching. God bless you, Apostle Victoria. In the Garden of Eden, when God was cursing for disobedience, he cursed Eve with her marriage. And she cursed Adam with his job. So you see in marriage, when the wife's work is nine, she's succeeding. But her marriage is not happy. She is sad because she's intrinsically and inexorably linked to her marriage. But not the husband. Not the man. The man's care is to do with his work. Not his marriage. So the man can have a very happy marriage. But if his work is failing, he will be unhappy. His marriage can be failing, but if his work is excellent, oh, he will not notice that his marriage is failing because he is not cared with his marriage. So, dear wife, if you intend, if it is your will to have a happy marriage, eh, submit yourself to your husband. There is no other way. You can try. You can try. And, I'm, like, and like I'm saying, I'm talking from my experience and from what I know. You can try. Your, your marriage will be terrible. Your husband will not notice. I said your husband will not notice. Because he, he, he is happy with his work. That's how I train my, those close to me. And I can tell you, look, you talk about happy marriage. When we finish this book, I take them higher. Deeper. And these days, I don't advise women who are not my daughters. I don't even bother. They will not listen. They will feel you are a male chauvinist. You look down on women. You don't respect women. So, be where you are and also be where I am. Number one. Eleven. Last but one. A good shepherd loves the sheep and not money. John 10, 12. He that is an island and not a shepherd. I was telling you the other day I met four wives I told them when you go home do this if you do this your husband will buy you a car 
I had not spoken to their husbands. When I asked them, did you do it? They said, yes. I asked wife number one. She said, when I did it, my husband began to shout. You are the best wife in the world. You are the best wife in the world. You are the best wife in the world. Listen, isn't that what you want to hear as a wife? Isn't that what you want to hear? Your husband shouted. Not that he shouted in public. Many people like this public show and public. No, he was shouting in the somewhere. You are the best wife in the world. You are the best wife. Then I asked wife, I asked the wife number two. Look, you people are disturbing the website, the Facebook audience. I asked wife number two, what did your husband say? He said, when I finished doing, I did what he said I should do. He said, I'll buy you a car. Then he remembered he didn't have money to buy her a car. <laughs> but later on, he found money and bought her the car. Then I asked wife number three. What did your husband do? He said, my husband didn't say anything. I said, are you sure? So I called the husband. I said, husband, did your wife do this? He said, yes. I said, ah, and you didn't do anything for that? Apostle, I don't make promises, but I've decided to buy her a car. The next week, he bought her a car. Then the last wife, she disobeyed me. He didn't do it at all. And as I speak, she is divorced. It's true. You see, it, it comes from you, the wife. See, some people have a saying, I don't know how to treat it, but some people have a saying that it is the wife who sets the temperature of the house. Yes. The temperature of the house is set by the wife. And her attitude, good or bad. Finally, a good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He does everything that needs to be done for the sheep to be happy and for the sheep to be blessed hallelujah hallelujah look dear pastor be interested in the marriage of your sheep they will love you they will give themselves for you their marriages are of deep concern to them that is why bishop dag you almost wrote this book model marriage you can order for a copy online no because of the corona thing so we can't ship outside the country to some places but within ghana and some places no just or that if, if we can get our representatives where you are to get it to you, we will but just contact the number on your screen and um, we'll, we'll, we will try to get it to you. Amen. As we close, I want to give an offering today. We have not had time, but you know, we should still give you an opportunity. So the number is on your screen. Just send an offering to say, God bless you. That's all. If you've been blessed by this message, just send an offering to say god bless you pastor for encouraging us to be good shepherds you know you can send it by mtn mobile money to 0242 um world remit you can send the same thing by world remit or pay into our paypal account but just send a message to say you know god bless you send five ghana cities everybody just send five ghana cities to appreciate the message that has been preached. Amen. Amen. It's going to be a blessing. Cherub Vicky. Wow. It's also watching from Tema. Rita Hammond. God bless you. Apostle Victoria. God bless you for watching as well. Remember that just send your email address and your country and we will send you a free ebook by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Wherever you are watching from, Janelle Sims. 
God bless you as well. It's such a blessing um, to be with you. Rita, wow. <laughs> you are blessed. Just five Ghana cities, 10 Ghana cities, 20 Ghana cities, 20 Ghana cities. No, just, just to say, Pastor, God bless you. Just encourage us with this offering to sow into this powerful, powerful message. Hallelujah. We are, we are ending now. Amen. I want to thank you all for watching. Abhishek from India. God bless you as well. Um, you know, keep giving. Keep giving. You know, please support us. Encourage us. Encourage. There's so much we are doing. Amen. Can send by world remit from, from wherever you are in the world. You can send by world remit. We will receive it. We will, we will be grateful. Hallelujah. Remember that to be a good shepherd, you lead your sheep. Lead them. You can get these books by Bishop Dyke. He would mail the Macarius, you know, the set of 60 books by Bishop Dyke. He would mail the Mantano, the set of 12 textbooks. You can get it. You can also get this one, the set of 13 new books. Wow. All by Bishop Dyke. He would mail Or this one here, The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. Yeah. Many pastors have terrible marriages, but we hide it under the guise of you know looking nice and <laughs> our sheep accepting us and you know because it's like he he that does not know how to rule well his house how can he rule well the church of god so pastors generally have to pretend that their houses are good and their marriages are good so that their church members will also think they are good pastors but i tell you, you know me I, me I go around the world though pastors most pastors have bad marriages bad wives oh yes me you know, I have even come to two conclusions that maybe pastors have bad marriages so that they cannot stay at home, but they'll go out to work for God more. That's one, that's one, one of my theories. That God has made it like that because if pastors had good marriages, then they will stay at home more instead of going out more for evangelism, for visitation, to do more work for God. They'll be happier to stay at home. So God has put fire like he put fire in the church in jerusalem so that they'll go out <laughs> into the whatever amen that's that's my first theory for why pastors have bad marriages so they can go and do more of the work of god and my second theory is to keep them humble it's true because if all parts of your life were perfect you would become proud so i feel that god has done in such that now no these are just my theories this book is good for pastors. This one is good for members. Hallelujah. It's been a wonderful week. Wonderful week. Amen. And I believe that next week is even going to be more wonderful. We will be treating Transform Your Pastoral Ministry next week. Wonderful book. Make sure you join us. We also want to thank God for our new studio that um, God has blessed us with. I believe that we are happy and we are going to do more for the Lord in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for... Ah, you are helping us. You are helping us. We can feel your help. We can sense your help. We can sense your presence. We can sense your support. We can sense your involvement. We know you have not left us or forsaken us. We can sense your input. We are strengthened. We are encouraged. 
we are reinvigorated we feel your anointing we feel your presence we feel your power we feel your involvement we feel your participation we feel that your holy spirit is here with us ah lord i pray for everyone everywhere in the world lord every pastor every shepherd every pastor every shepherd anoint us with fresh oil anoint us with fresh oil anoint us with fresh oil we receive it i pray for everybody watching oh god anoint us with fresh oil in the mighty name of jesus take not your holy spirit from us go with us oh god help us to live in you move in you in jesus name i pray with thanksgiving let the seed of this word fall on good hearts lord i ask in the name of jesus for changed hearts so that the seed of this word will fall on good soil to bring forth 30 60 hundred fold anoint us with 30 60 hundred fold anoint us with 34 60 fold hundred fold in the mighty name of jesus i pray with thanksgiving amen God bless you. See you next week. Bye-bye.